0: Coming up on Chasing the Natty, we're concluding Dynasty Month with a bang as I have three awesome guys who are all going to participate in a freshman and supplemental draft for CFF Dynasty with myself. We'll be going through three different rounds on this draft talking about the freshmen we're ready to invest in as well as some of those guys who are widely available that could help you win your leagues this year. Afterwards, we're going to want to hear from you guys on which one of us drafted the best. All this and more coming right after this. A rising run by the quarterback. Marvin Harrison, junior touchdown. Marvelous mark. next to the all-time down
1: for Franklin. on majestic touchdown.
0: This is Chasing the Natty, a college fantasy football podcast. All right, welcome in, everybody. This is Jared Palmgren, host of the Chase and Natty podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful ride to your work on this Monday morning. Man, it felt good to say that again. It has been way too long, y'all. I really hope you guys enjoyed the last two weeks with Justice, uh, Chris, and Ethan covering the supplemental and freshman players. Again, had some stuff come up in my life. If you've been following my Twitter, you guys know what was kind of going on there and everything. Really appreciate those guys for stepping up as well as a shout-out to Nate and Brandon, really the entire CFF team over at Campus Again, All of them were pretty much ready to hop on the spot and help me out these last two weeks. So really, thank you to all of those guys. We're going to kind of accumulate everything that we've been talking about the CFF Dynasty Month with a freshman and supplemental draft here today. And in order to do that, I figured eh, just going back and forth with one person would be kind of boring. Let's go and bring three different people on. So guys, we got... Three awesome guys here today. We got Mr. Brandon Sanders, host of the Future Freshman Podcast. We got our wonderful Nate Marquise returning. And then, of course, we had to bring on one extra, and that is Mr. Andrew P. Katz from the Burning the Red Shirt Podcast. Got a lot of great guys over here for you guys. A lot of great different perspectives coming in here. So first, I will, who do I start with here? You know what, I'll start with the guy over there on the left. Brandon, how are you doing today, sir?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, just super excited to be on and uh, just putting some of that stuff that we had to uh, use over the past few weeks over the Future Freshman podcast and seeing where some of these players are going to start to land, uh, uncharted territories. I, I'm i enjoying this, so it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, the um, supplemental drafts have definitely always been one of the more interesting aspects of CFF because there really isn't just any content out there whatsoever regarding them. and Nobody's going to really want to run a mock draft of them out there too often because there's not really a good way to monetize that or anything like that so this is why we're doing it here in addition to brandon we got again our wonderful nate marquise back on the pod nate how you doing tonight man
1: i'm great uh i guess it's nice to be back on i had to dust off the microphone pulled out of my daughter's toy chest figure out uh how <laughs> this works again um i'm shocked that you got uh myself and and andrew on to come on for a, a dynasty mock this goes against uh, every uh fiber of my fantasy soul to um divulge this type of information but yet here i am um gonna gonna give it my best shot
0: here i literally went up to andrew and i was just like hey andrew we got a we got a supplemental draft in like two weeks you want to get a little practice in he was just like yeah sure why not so didn't take that much convincing
1: Deep down, I think this is you just trying to uh, get a free answer sheet on uh, what's coming up with our dynasty draft here and over the next month or so. But hey, Absolutely. I think it's—I love—I love talking uh, freshman supplemental. So uh, this is this is my favorite format. I love doing dynasty, so I think this is going to be a lot of fun.
0: All righty. Speaking well, of. the I- Oh, go ahead, Andrew. I was going to introduce yeah, you, but if you I, just no, want to talk over me, that's all good, man. No, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it from here. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't really
3: read what you read your invite when you were asking me what I would, what I wanted to be a part of, but I knew that uh, on BTR Burn Redshirt, shirt that I was I was looking to drive forward an initiative of trying to get conference previews going, and I knew I needed you to come on for the SEC show. So I was like, whatever, Jaron needs, like let's do some pro quo here um so get make sure i'm i'm in good with him hey man Uh, but i'm okay with that arrangement yeah 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 but so i've come to a realization recently actually that some of the podcasts that i enjoy most are those where the people that are involved are very much invested to learn from the parties that they're interacting with on the podcast like a great example is the summer school stuff that bud Elliott does like you could tell He's only doing this because he needs to, He's got to further bet. his knowledge so that exactly. he can then go and bet with that information. And I appreciate that as opposed to someone that just like kind of writes a script uh, script of questions to like go and fill content time or whatever. Like we're all like when I'm listening to something, largely it's because I'm learn- looking to learn it one way or another and then use that information. So that's what I'm looking to do here. That's why I'm on with you guys. Like I just want I want to learn from you as someone who doesn't really have that that freshman uh, knowledge base.
0: Yeah and like I I want to do content like this because I, I I like Nate. I love CFF Dynasty. I think it's a ton of fun. And I think a lot of people don't really play it because there isn't a ton of content out there to kind of lean on and be, and kind of see, oh, what's, what is everybody else kind of thinking? It feels like you're kind of shooting everything in the dark. So it feels a little overwhelming when you get it there. So I'm happy I was able to get all three of you guys on. Again, all three of you, I've played in leagues with all three of you and you guys all three have very different ways of going about it. So this really should be a ton of fun. Um. Again, Brandon, you got a ton of freshman knowledge. Andrew, like you said, you don't really do freshmen, but I get, I get your bit of on supplemental. And then Nate, uh, you can just be the guy that uh, forgot that there is a draft today, and then you can, <laughs> and then you got to fly by the seat of your pants. So let's that's have that's exactly what's happening. Let's have fun with this, y'all. But first, you know what I got to do? Got to give the spiel out here. And uh, sorry, y'all, got to cover your faces here for just this part. If you want to support what we are doing here for college for college college fantasy college fantasy make sure you go and subscribe to campusacanton.com where we have all of our written content tools and everything you need for all of your cff c2c debbie and even college idp fantasy needs got tons of great stuff coming your way make sure you follow myself on twitter at cff underscore jared as well as the shows twitter at chasing the natty definitely got to keep an eye out for that chasing the natty Twitter account because we got live drafts coming up here soon y'all and that's going to be the place where you're going to want to keep an eye on things in order to be able to sign up for those live drafts on the weekend so stay tuned for that. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you comment, like, and subscribe—all those wonderful things I ask you to do every single week. We do have a goal of hitting 1,000 subscribers by the start of the season, and I think that that should be kicking up here pretty soon. And then, if you're listening to this on podcast, make sure you follow, leave those five-star reviews wherever you can, and those written reviews if you're on Apple Podcasts. Love seeing those. Shout out to our awesome CFF team over at Campus of Canton, where. Without them, really, we couldn't do half the content that we do here. Again, myself, Nate Marquise, Brandon Sanders, Chris K, Chris Moxley, Ethan Sowers, Justin Leo, uh, aka Volume Pigs on Twitter, and then Justice as well. All of them are awesome. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to the meat of this. What we're going to do is, first things first, I am going to play a, I was going to play a video. There we go. All right. I'm going to play a 100-yard rush video. This is determining our draft order right here. And while this is going, I think we can take a few minutes to just kind of t- discuss before we get into the draft, what's kind of your overall strategy when you get into a freshman and supplemental draft? Like like we kind of talked about the, at the top of the show, not really much out there. Everybody has their own individual ways they go about it. So Brandon, we'll start with you over there on the left. What is kind of your overall strategy whenever you go into a freshman supplemental draft?
2: So in the first couple rounds, I always look for um, it's going to pretty much be like we've talked about before, where you're looking for the guys that are going to um, be the biggest difference. So the guys that are going to really, really stand up, whether that's a freshman, whether that's a supplemental player that can kind of impact right away. I'm looking for one that's going to, you know, pretty much be the, uh, like the foundation pieces or the future foundation pieces. that have already got piece, pieces in play. So say if I'm good at quarterback, then I'm going to look at where my weakness is and I'm going to shoot for that, for example. But, uh, mainly it's just looking for those studs, you know, those five-star kids that are coming in, or it's a big supplemental guy that's going to fall in the first or second rounds. That's who I'm looking for usually in the first few rounds.
0: Gotcha. Nate, what about you, man? What are you looking for in these first couple of rounds?
1: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to freshman supplemental, a lot of it also kind of depends on what my roster configuration looks like. I mean, I'm always trying to I'm always trying to win that particular year. So um, I I do feel like supplementals are becoming more and more uh, of a factor early in drafts just because we are seeing so many D2 type guys transfer up and land in some pretty interesting spots. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it kind of depends on, on what my roster configuration looks like. If I got a lot of, if I got a lot of young guys, then, you know, maybe I, I go for some more supplementals and and vice versa. It just kind of depends on that.
0: Yep. Andrew, what about you, man?
3: Kind of a kid in a candy store. Kind of just grabbing what I, what I like. Um, but what I like, there are criteria there, right? Um, less so, so one of the things being that we like, we only have these guys really for a maximum usually of like four, four years. So when you're thinking about things from a dynasty perspective, like lifetime value and stuff like that, that you think of what, if you're playing NFL dynasty, like it's so, it's so different. Um, especially when for so many of these kids, you can knock a year, maybe two of them a year or two off of when, they, what they're actually going to do from a production perspective, just as a result of having to move up depth charts and stuff like that. So, um, Generally, I'm only tar- looking to target uh, the freshmen that are that are either likely to see the field early on, or ha- bring something bring t- talent that translates so nicely to fantasy that waiting that year uh, year plus is re- really likely to pay off and be worth it. Otherwise, I think I can kind of move that guy down relative to uh, some. More short term value that I might find through someone who's a little older.
0: Yeah, I think I'm kind of in a similar range or a similar mindset as you, Andrew, where I kind of have a clear elite tier of freshmen that I am willing to target either because I think that they are going to have an immediate impact or because they're in that beautiful uh, fantasy system, say like Tennessee, Ohio State. Like I'm willing to wait a year or two because I know that when they do eventually get on the p- field, they're going to be fantastic when they do. But then again, this, and you'll notice this as I probably draft today, I kind of switch over to supplemental a little bit earlier than I was kind of expecting myself to. Once I had all the names kind of in front of me, I'm like, you know what? Like if I'm in a dynasty league, like, yeah, some of these guys only have like one to two years left of eligibility, but like, like Nate said, a lot of these drafts are quickly becoming, you got to win now because you have no idea what to predict two years down the line. It's not like an NFL team where you know you expect a guy if he signs a four-year contract, boom, he's going to be there for four years. So I think that that's kind of my overall approach, and I'm definitely one of those guys where before I hit the young guys too much, like especially after like the supplemental pick or the kind of first year of supplemental picks, I like to make sure that I look at my starting roster and I'm good with my starting roster, and then I'm willing to kind of take a, l- a few more shots. On the younger guys that fall down there. And there's some good young guys that fall every year. Like last year, I got Jaden Ott in like the 12th round of a supplemental draft. And he was absolutely bananas for me last year. I probably shouldn't have mentioned that name in the presence of Nate Marquise right now, but it's all good. um <laughs> Anyway, I let love do- Jaden Ott. I, lo- I love Jaden Ott, man. It, I it-
1: love it. I love it even more whenever other people drafting.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Let me go over real quick for those of you listening and everything how this is basically going to work. We're going to have 2 minutes per pick. What is going to happen is that the timer will start. Oh, by the way, um I forgot to mention. Uh for those of you who are not watching on YouTube, the order for today is Brandon will go first. He'll have the 101, 105 and 109 pick. I will go second at the 102, 106, 110. Nate, you go third with the 103, 107, and the 111, and then Andrew, you will have the 104, 108, and 112. We're going to have 2 minutes per pick. During those 2 minutes, we will explain who we are picking and then we will um and then one, once we kind of finish explaining why we're picking that person, we'll put it into the draft and then we'll move on. To the next person so gentlemen do you guys have any questions before we get started nah, no nope, let's, right, let's rock and roll um, also at the end of each round we're going to pause the draft and then we will spend like 5-10 minutes discussing the players so if you guys want to hear us roast each other for our picks that'll be the time for it so let me go ahead what, and go I do ahead.
1: have one, I guess I do have one question so because we have, we're drafting for three different teams are we expected to put together any type of like format for those teams or is it just
3: whatever whatever goes
0: i i have a couple things in mind as to things i would like to see if i can do but like i'm not saying like you don't have to be like my first team's going to be drafting all wide receivers or you don't like you don't have to okay i'm just
1: saying you're you're fine you're fine if like one team has two quarterbacks
3: or that's totally fine We'll,
0: we'll just pretend that team has a terrible quarterback roster okay Quick question. Yes, Andrew. Which which one of you is coming in second? Um, that'll probably be me. I'm very <laughs> good at coming in second in leagues, especially the Kings Classic. I've been second place the last two years.
2: Okay, Jared, Jared's got a knack for a second recently, but he's on the mend. Up, he's on the mend. Up,
0: not in the BTR Dynasty League. I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's go ahead and get started, Brandon. We're going to put you on the clock here, sir. Your two mm-hmm. minutes have started. Go ahead, Brandon. Who are you picking? So
2: um, for the sanctity of uh, all that is CFF, we have to keep the dynasty going. We're talking CF dynasty. Who is the top of the game right now? And that's Mr. Caleb Williams. Who is his predecessor? That would be one, Mr. Malachi Nelson. We saw that Mr. Dylan Rayola, which was a guy that was highly touted to Pasco USC. He is not going to be a bulldog. So congrats to Mr. Katz and Mr. Pongrim. there. You guys got a good quarterback coming in. Um, CFF relevant? I don't know, but we shall see, right? But Malachi Nelson has no competition. He's already in there for the spring. He has a best friend that he's played with since, I don't know, like age five. So he has a connection there. So all that to say under Lincoln Riley that we're going to take Mr. Malachi Nelson, quarterback out of USC as
0: the first pick. All righty. I guess I'll go ahead with my pick here. We got a strong year of quarterbacks here, and man, it is so tough to pass on them, but I feel like I, I feel like that running back dries up so so quickly this year and one running back really is just in a clear tier of his own in terms of the opportunity that he can get uh the frame that he has and he's in a great system that has produced us one of our favorite running backs over the last couple of years Mr. Bijan Robinson I'm going to go with Mr. Cedric Baxter out of Texas. Obviously, Jonathan Brooks and Jadon Blue are obvious concerns. It may take him a while to emerge as the year goes on, but he really does have that potential to emerge as the RB1 for the Sarkeesian offense in year one. And that, to me, is worth it, especially since if I am on a running back needy team, I'm not going to get a ton of great guys later. So let's go ahead and take the best running back off the board here. Nate, you're up, man.
1: Awesome. I'm actually happy both you guys took those guys, because that means my number one overall player is actually still on the board. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. And that would be uh, the guy that um, I guess is going to start week one for a very fantasy relevant uh, system with Chip Kelly. So I I think we're a homer homer. No, I'm not going to be a homer. I'm taking Dante Moore. I'm taking the guy that this oh, is. Let's this go. This is my this this. I think I I've I've watched tape on a number of guys. Uh, not everybody, but a number of them. And Dante Moore, I think, is the best quarterback in this entire class. I think he's. I think he's better than Malachi Nelson. Um, I think he's the best, I think he's the most talented quarterback. And I, I think that's shown in what we saw and heard from the spring practices and how he's already competing uh, for first team reps. So, um, and he's got, I'm sure, a very massive, lucrative NIL deal that is going to uh, also put a little pressure on Chip Kelly to go ahead and, and uh, do that. So, I'm a big fan of getting guys that are going to uh, potentially start pretty soon. So, I'm going to go ahead and take Dante more.
0: All right. Rest in peace, Colin
3: Andrew, you're What's
2: that man. So rest in oh, peace, right? Collinsley.
3: <laughs> so I unloaded, I think, my my Joe one of my Joe Milton uh, Joe Milton said I have a dynasty to you, Jared. And yes, you I, did. I think oh. that I I without any real practical cause for it, I guess I'm growing a little more pessimistic about him as we get closer to the season. I don't know if he I am too. I don't know I, if it if it holds up all year, man. Um yeah. I It was cool. It was fun. It was exciting seeing him in the Orange Bowl. But I want I want Nico in sweatpants. I want that swag. I want him in that (laughs) system. I want I want happening on my dynasty team. And I think it's gonna be just it's gonna be awesome. And it could start year one. Um, But that, that kind of talent and in that kind of system is the kind of thing that I'm cool waiting for for a year if I have to.
0: All right. Andrew taking Nico Iamalieva there. Brandon, you are back up with your second team. Where are you going with this one? Very man? nice
2: pronunciation, Jared. I have I no have to idea. Say, if it was Jared, fantastic job on the last name, sir. That was great. Um, <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, all right. So been thinking the past couple of weeks. So there's a clear number one wide receiver on the recruiting board, but after talking to a couple of guests and stuff like that, I have I have someone in mind that I like, and I, I just can't wrap my head around it but I, it's just it's just one of those things where i i have to have him just because i know what he's capable of in that system so i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to take mr jante cook from texas as the wide receiver the new era parent
0: i wonder if i can Oh wait i have to change the oh yeah team. good call good call i gotta change my team as well
2: let's let me look that up this is gonna be great for editing. Sorry, buddy.
0: No, it's all good. Um do you guys, do Brandon, you guys, uh, it's up in the a, top left top left corner, yeah, Brandon. I got it. Man. Okay, cool.
1: Do you guys see a path to him getting on the field year one?
0: I think he could take one. over the yes. slot. Yeah. He's got a he pretty does. versatile skill set yeah, from what yeah, I can tell. I think we've
1: seen enough of Jordan Whittington to know exactly yeah. what Jordan what Jordan and Whittington is, yeah, and it's yeah. it's just fine, but nothing more. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. All Cook right. is
0: special. It's my time. Let me talk about the guy I'm going to take. Nate should have gone homer, man, because I'm going to take I'm going to take your quarterback here. I'm going to take Mr. Jackson Arnold, quarterback out of Oklahoma here. Top heavy quarterback class here. Just keeps going with Jackson Arnold at Oklahoma. Number eight overall player, number four quarterback according to two four-seven. Dylan Gabriel, this is likely his last year. And it's already pretty clear that Arnold is the next guy up. I just keep kind of getting flashbacks to Matt Corral at the helm of Jeff Levy's offense back at Ole Miss. And that was a ton of fun for us back at uh, Ole Miss. Back then Corral had 3,349 uh, yards, 20 touchdowns as well as 614 yards and 11 touchdowns on the ground. I don't know if Arnold's really going to be able to put up that kind of rushing production. Maybe Levy kind of teaches them a bit more to do it. I like the potential of it moving forward here. And quite frankly, again, Dylan Gabriel, I I think he's a really good quarterback. I think he's good for Oklahoma this year and everything. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that if Arnold continues to perform as well as he has, that if Gabriel gets banged up and everything, he could take over and just not look back. So I'm going to go ahead and take Mr. Jackson Arnold as the last of the elite quarterbacks in this freshman class. So Nate, you're up, sir. Where are you going with this one?
1: Um, okay, well, uh, one sooner off the board—that's nice. Um, glad to see him go so early. The uh, you you added this particular person as part of the supplemental options that we have here. If if you are in a dynasty draft with me over the last year, he is he's not an option as far as being a supplemental pick for you because I, I will make sure that he's owned. Um, and that's going to be Malik Hornsby transfer from Arkansas to Texas State.
0: Hey, so I should probably mention real quick sorry, Andrew, not to cut into your time here and everything, but how we determined the supplemental players was two different criteria one, they had to be outside the top 500 of players in terms of roster ship at the end of 2022, and then the other part of it was I went through each of my dynasty leagues. And they had to be available in at least one of them so that we're not talking about a bunch of guys that are probably relatively owned. Cause like technically guys like Jadon Blue, Jamari and Miller, these are all guys outside the top 500 in rostership in CFF, but they're already rostered in CFF dynasty leagues. We all knew that. So I went for more guys that were more a little bit further out and available in my leagues. Andrew, sorry. I took half your time there. Who are you going with? You're fine,
3: dude. There's, we'll keep this short and sweet. We'll take, a uh, for team two, Andrew Picat's team two, we'll go with a uh, Zachariah branch, get on the field, uh, early. It feels like the turnover within USC at the wide receiver position through with portaling and stuff like that, things will be in flux year to year. Um, and while maybe the ceiling just might not be there just from pure alpha perspective, the way that Lincoln Riley utilizes receivers, um, I'm cool betting on uh, on him to, at minimum, give me a nice floor across three seasons. And it, it from just hearing some people that uh, know things about freshmen and smart people I respect, talk about him. He
0: sounds pretty awesome. So let's do it. All right, Brandon, you got one minute, 17 seconds to make your pick. Who are you going with, man?
2: So I was actually going to go with Branch. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's an absolute star. And I think he's going to be uh, a guy to look for for sure. But now that we uh, uh, got that guy out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the next piece of the pie that I like that's actually going to be out of from Ohio State. I'm going to take Mr. Brandon Ennis. The freshman coming in, the only reason he hasn't been there in spring, uh, I found out from Matt Bruning, is that you know the his American Heritage football team didn't allow him to. He had to graduate the normal way. So he's coming on summer, and uh, they're saying a lot of great things about him. So I'm going to go ahead and take Mr. Ennis over Mr. Cardinal Tate as I see a faster track for Ennis to actually start over Tate overall.
0: All righty. I think I am going to follow relatively suit here I'm actually going to go against my big board here because I want to see I'm starting to get curious as to where guys might go and everything here but I'll follow your lead Brandon I'm going to take the other Ohio State wide receiver here I'm going to take Mr. Carnell Tate had a great spring game very impressive spring camp fastest player to ever lose the black stripe out of out of Ohio State and if you don't know what that means they have a tradition over there where you're not officially a Buckeye until you lose the black stripe kind of prove it in practice He's already lost his um, great job from him there. Again, but it also comes down to like, and this is something I like to do with my freshmen. and everything. Ohio State is just such a proven uh, system for wide receivers. With Ryan Day through Er Urban Meyer and everything like that, they have just been producing guys left and right with it. And Cardinal Tate and Brandon Innes, those two really look like that they are going to be that duo for Ohio State kind of moving forward. Third guy as well. We'll get to him later, I would assume. But they this class already seems better than the one they brought in last year. Last year seemed like kind of a, no offense to the guys there, but a bunch of duds, guys like Caleb Burton, guys like Caleb Brown. Um, I would say Kojo Antwi and Keon Gray's. neither one of those guys are going to be, you know, your Marvin Harrison Jr., JSNs or anything like that. This next crop seems like the much better bet. So I'm going to take advantage of that and go ahead and grab me Carnell Tate here. Nate, you're up, man.
1: You guys think the losing the black stripe thing is really weird? It's I an Urban liar thing. It's okay. I think it's I think it's weird. I think it's real weird. Like you have to, you're already playing spring ball for the team, and yet you're not on the team. You have to lose your I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It's kind of creepy. Be a to Buckeye. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's fine it's, being it's a uh, Buckeye man. Buckeyes are Buckeyes are weird. Um, <laughs> They're <okay>. poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Don't eat them. Because uh, I'm the one that did the, probably the least amount of uh, preparation here. Um, <laughs> and Jared gave me a, a very, what I thought was uh, interesting, sexy list of um, of supplemental guys. And one of my big rules is if I can get two years guaranteed starting in a great system um, out of the dynasty draft pick, uh, you know, potential top 10 type production, I'm stoked about it. And um, I think that's what we have with and Jackson. Is it Jaquinnon? Yeah, Jaquinnan. Jaquinnan, yeah. Um, With and Jackson there at Utah. Uh, It pains me. I've already drafted over Colin Schley with Dante Moore. Now I'm about to draft over Jalen Glover uh, with and Jackson. But um, that's what we have, man. It's a great system. And this is a guy that I don't think is going to go pro after this year. So uh, we're potentially looking at two years in the system with him. So I... Uh, I really like that uh, option right there. Yeah,
0: that was when I was—he—he uh, he was ahead of Tate on my big board, but I was curious to see where some of the supplemental guys went. So I was curious pick if was going to
1: show up as a QB or running back. So he actually popped up as a running back,
0: so okay. that's cool. There you go, Cats. Your last pick of the first round, man. Where are you going with this?
3: Is it already on I me? Mean, that one—that one quick. Oh man, I'm—I'm t- I'm between two guys.
0: Tell me both of them. I'll tell you which one's worse. You can pick that one.
1: No, no,
3: no. Don't do that. (laughs) uh, Dude, I never spell this guy's name right. And I've drafted him enough times where you would think I would get it right by now. But, oh, am I? Oh, I'm on the wrong team. Okay. This is going really smoothly. Um, So, (laughs) two years. I think we can get three years from um, uh, Mr. Shadur Sanders, uh, right? Because he he started COVID year. And he's got that was year one.
0: Two years and of then, eligibility left. Is it is it two? Do you think it's a fake two? Because he hasn't been at he didn't play three years at Jackson State. No, he's he? played two. He's played two he's years played at two. he's played two years at Jackson State. All right, let me okay. pause it. He, all right, this is a, this is a great point to pause. Um, he played two years at Jackson State. He did not redshirt. So unless he medically redshirts, he's not going to he's not going to get that fifth year of eligibility. So he's only got two years left. 2021 or 2020? 2020. Okay. So he came in the year after COVID.
3: All right. I guess that shows kind of where my head's at. Uh, All right. Two years isn't bad though. And but that kills my that kills my my whole lead. But it's fine. Um, Two years, John Lewis system. Uh, Hopefully, Dion kind of pulls the reins back and says, "Hey, man, don't do my my kid dirty like you did, Colin Schley, and run him into the ground, get Mm -hmm. get him injured every week."
0: Uh, Andrew, we can no longer hear you for some reason. Anyway, um, while Andrew's fixing his mic and everything, Nate and Brandon, we can kind of talk about what we thought overall in this round. We have three yep. supplemental picks. Andrew, is that you back? Are you back? Nope, not yet. Anyway, uh, we got three supplemental picks, and we had nine freshmen come off the board here. Does that surprise either one of you guys? Were one of you guys expecting more supplemental picks? What were you guys thinking?
1: Um, no, I mean, I I feel like this is generally what you you tend to see. You tend to see people, you know, people want the new shiny toy, and people want the next big thing, and they they want to, you know, be able to draft Bijan Robinson uh, as a freshman and guys like that, Caleb Williams. So mm-hmm. um, that's a that's a huge coup if you're able to land one of those guys. Uh, so I get it if people uh, are going after some of the five stars and stuff like that. I would say. Um, you know, maybe a a player or two came off a little bit earlier than I was expecting, but for the most part, I I don't think any of these are outrageous, uh, selections at all in my mind.
0: Like who, Nate? Call Who Who came off early? Um,
1: it's probably a little early for maybe maybe Brandon Innes, just because I haven't see, he's the only one I think out of this entire bunch, I'm looking at him just to make sure I'm not putting my foot in my mouth here. Yeah. He's the only one out of this entire group that wasn't in for spring uh, as, as far as like the true freshmen. So um, I, I, I do get a little gun shy when I haven't seen it with Ohio state guys. Uh, and they are just, that room's just so deep. And if you've seen their recruiting class for next year. Uh, spoiler alert, they've got two out of the top three guys already committed. So, so it's just, it's just if he doesn't pop your one, there's just a good chance that you could get recruited over. Um, having said that, I think Brandon Innes is crazy, crazy talented. He's he's oh, yeah. he's a really good wide receiver. I just want to kind of see it if I'm going this high.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that was really uh, Brandon Ennis' fault. I think there's something with this high school that they don't allow people to enroll early. Yeah, so, I'm not saying
1: it's a, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, your, it's your choice if you want to show up for spring or not. And, and his, in his case, it wasn't even really a choice. But the fact of the matter is, uh, Carnell Tate's out there catching passes and touchdowns in the spring game while he's, uh, you know, actually really going to prom and stuff.
0: Gotcha. All right, hold on. I'm trying to get, trying to get Andrew back in here. Andrew, can you try to speak real quick? what's up what's up all right perfect you sound great man all right andrew um what are your you have any thoughts on the first round and everything anybody come off a little earlier than you expected
3: well as you can tell from my, my banter i really wanted dante more uh for a lot of the reasons that um nate articulated especially i mean it sucks that we can't unless we see some late summer transfer magic like with jared Dagey last year we won't see our boy colin Schley starting for an, an fbs program and seeing dante Moore on the field uh in this in the 2023 season um but yeah i'm i found it weird how easily i've been able to get Dante Moore in best ball drafts, like pretty much just name my price, and he's there for me every single time. It, I don't, I don't really understand it. Like, it, I think it's one thing when you're jumping up to go get a freshman in the early teens, bordering on top ten round type deal, but like when I'm getting the dude, or like mid twenties to late twenties rounds, it's as my QB seven or whatever. It's like I can wait, to, and I'm cooling this process play out for a few weeks, in especially in like best ball right where. I mean, with the idea being, I'll figure I'll let my first six QBs figure things out until uh, Moore gets that QB one job for sure, runs with it, and just starts to do cool shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, my kind of thoughts here I was a little surprised to see Malik Hornsby come off this early, mostly because, again, like I like the upside of Malik Hornsby. Don't get me wrong, like there's clear, clear upside there, but I don't know if I was quite. I wasn't quite ready to take a supplemental pick in general yet, but Blake Hornsby, I think I had as like my second or third supplemental QB. So there's even guys i take ahead of him mostly because again, they did just bring in TJ Finley. So I have a little bit of pause there. Um, I think that's kind of the, kind of the main bit of it right there.
3: Yeah. I would like to see like the problem. One of the problems I think is unfortunately TJ Finley, it doesn't strike me as someone who's totally incompetent. Like he's super bland and boring. Right. Mm-hmm. But like just watching him, like the Duke can th- spin a football, you get complete passes. And I think that especially at the G5 level, you when you're thinking about the what powers a creative high powered offense, that creativity can doesn't need to come from the skill talent on the field. It can come from the play caller uh, right mm-hmm. just as much. And like if if that play calling from Kenny can funnel through t- Finley, I think that like if they if they if the coach staff basically decides like I think I could just like Finley can make the throws. I can just kind of make things work from a play calling perspective. You could see them going that route. I think if they're just not if they're not liking what they're seeing out of Hornsby. Like and this is like I went out of my way to go get Hornsby everywhere in, in Dynasty this past uh, season going into the 22 season praying for this exact outcome. Um, but I'm getting a little skittish. Why, are you not nate are you like are you totally full steam ahead uh, presumably you are right
1: sorry my my daughter uh is le- letting us know her thoughts on tj finley uh, her screwing, screwing up the uh the oh, Hornsby situation thoughts. it's probably a smarter <laughs> um, take
0: than the rest of us i could probably see that i i <laughs> I, no, I think i think all your
1: guys points are, are definitely valid um it now makes it a situation where his his leash is a lot shorter which mm-hmm. would concern me a little bit because he's a guy that probably needs a little bit longer leash um to screw up every once in a while uh in order for us to see some of those fun fantastic plays that we could expect out of him um but on the other hand it's like is TJ Finley really going to be the one that scares you? Because he couldn't—he couldn't beat out Robbie Ashford. He couldn't beat out Max Johnson. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really average players he couldn't beat out. Not that Lee Hornsby could potentially beat those guys out too. Um, but it, yeah, I get it. It says something. Uh, the coaching staff went out and added a guy. Uh, they tried to get Castellanos. They ended up with TJ Finley, and that—that that says something as to where they stand in that QB
3: room. would have been so much nicer if they brought in Castellanos, right? Just for our purposes here.
1: I I think it would have been a fun debate. The deal is, though, is that it's basically – it would have been – I actually – I think it would have actually worried me more if I were a Malik Hornsby owner because he's basically the same player. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's a chance that he could just be the same player but slightly better. Um, but, but, uh, I, I don't know how exactly TJ Finley fits in, but we'll, we'll find out, but yeah, it's a, it's a valid point. I, I could see some of the concerns.
0: Brandon, you've been patiently waiting over there. What are your kind of thoughts on this first round, especially with the freshmen and everything? Is this about what you expected the, the first round to go with some of these guys?
2: Yeah, the way I mean. Like I said, we haven't really seen too much, but just uh, talking with people in Slack or just seeing just random mock drafts, whether PJ or someone else is running it. But it's like usually it's Nelson or Moore, or your top uh, quarterback. Then it usually is Baxter i um, super surprised to see branch drop to the eighth that's the first i've seen him outside of the top five uh, as, as far as just talking to people in particular but that's great that means if he's becoming more of a value at the end of the rounds then you could trade back if you got some extra picks you could you know essentially wait on him if you're a guy that's in the eighth or ninth spot that's a that's almost like contender uh spot right there between the eight and the twelfth spot that's usually guys that are vying for the championship each year so if that can that streak continues, then that's that's awesome. But yeah, this is the first I've seen Hornsby in the first, but I completely understand where uh where Nate's coming from. And uh like you said, TJ Finley's not a guy that uh not all of us are trembling our boots about. So I can see Hornsby doing it. I'm a big fan of Lincoln Perry who's their running back. He's one of my guys this year. I just think like Texas State is just going to rock and roll this year. So I am a fan of that team this year. So I can understand the Hornsby uh moving up there. And then seeing Shador in the top of the first there is pretty interesting, especially over the A couple of names that haven't been taken just yet, but uh, I do like, you know, Colorado's basically just the Western version of UNC where there's no defense, all offense. So if you can, uh, you know, capitalize on that, I I
0: completely understand where
2: Cass is coming from, taking Sanders for sure.
0: All right, Brandon. We'll keep it with you, man. I'm going to hit play on the draft and let's go ahead and start the second round here, man. All
2: right. Well, I'm going to take a a page right out of Mr. Pongren's
0: handbook and go systems,
2: system, systems. And I'm going to take... The next uh, installment at running back, Mr. Justice Haynes out of Alabama. Uh, great talent. Uh, pretty much setting massive records there in the state of Georgia. Uh, I can see him with a direct path being the next up possibly. I know this year is looking a little bit, um, you know, more like just the the, the one, uh, what is it, McClellan that's up and running this year. Yeah. It's his turn to uh, be the new Brian Robinson and get drafted by a team in like the fourth, fifth round in the NFL draft. And then he moves on. But Justice Haynes is an absolute stud. Um, but he's more than just a running back. He can catch. He's built like an absolute unit. So people are just not going to stop him. We already seen him a little bit in the spring game, and I think that Coach Saban's going to see that talent and be like, "All right, man, he's 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 just too good. We got to we got to give him some run." So I'm hoping he starts taking a little bit this year, and eventually just takes over completely next year. So I'm gonna get Mr. Justice Haynes at the top of the second.
0: I kind of hate you, Brandon, because I was kind of hoping that I was able to get. Cedric Baxter and Justice Haynes on the mm-hmm. same team here, and be like, "Whoa, you can I, get the you can get the RB one and RB two for this class on the it. same team. That would be absolutely <laughs> insane." Nate, you were talking about guys who you could get for if you could get two solid years of a guy, that's great. What if I told you there's a guy available in a lot of dynasty leagues that so you could probably get three in a great CFF system the last couple of years? let's talk about Mitch Griffiths quarterback out of wake forest. He's got three years of eligibility left. And yes, Nate, I did double check to make sure that is true because 2020, (laughs) 2021, he redshirted, And then last year was his first year where he had a full place. He's got three years of eligibility left. Hartman's been fantastic. Last couple of years, this staff never wavered on Griffiths being that guy to replace, um, Sam Hartman after he was gone. Sorry, y'all hit my mic there. Um, and pretty much as soon as Hartman transferred, they're like, yeah, Griffiths is our guy. So he could run the offense really well. We saw it against VMI last year. Again, VMI. Yes. I know. Take it with a grain of salt. Regardless, he seemed very comfortable within the system. When we did see him play, I fully expect him to pick up right where Hartman left off. And here in the second round of a draft like this, I will take the possibility of having three solid years of a CFF quarterback because you don't even get that out of some of the freshmen that you are drafting. And, not to mention all the weapons they have around him. Nate, go ahead, man.
1: Um, yeah, that's an interesting pick. I um you are you're 100 percent correct on on his eligibility. Um, I'm kind of torn on a couple a couple of guys here. There's a couple of freshmen that I'm still interested in, and then there's also um some pretty nice options uh, with the supplemental uh stuff here, but I, I think those some of those guys will last. I'm going to go ahead and, and take a guy that I think could also want to pair with Dante Moore here in this team that I think could win the job uh, year one, because I think that the guys in front of him are pretty average to below average. I'm not a fan of Le'Veon Moss at all. I think he was so overrated coming out of high school last year. It made no sense to me why people were so excited for him. Uh, so I'm going to take Ruben Owens here. Um, uh there he is i'm gonna go ahead and take him because i think he's got to start year one in that bobby petrino um and jimbo fisher uh offense it's been uh quite lucrative for both of those coaching uh both those coaches over the years
0: all right andrew where are you going man
3: i'm a sucker for a cool re- recruitment story so owens was on my radar as well uh but it was got, cool. i'm gonna Cool, interesting. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was all over the place. That's for sure. any involved, possibly. Who, who was the dude who floated the balloon to into outer space to do his commitment? Uh, he was at UCF and then went to Maryland and A and then I forget his I name. No oh, yeah. he had a cool name. <laughs> I'm have to look this um, up later. <laughs> something, I think it was something Richardson, but it doesn't hmm. matter. Uh, why anyway, I love having
0: uh, cats on the podcast because he will just throw out the this best college football stories out there that nobody's ever heard of. But then you look it up and they're all
3: true. I think what F- wasted a bunch of money, a <laughs> bunch of a, uh, a bunch of Dynasty Capital. On. But I got I got Nico with Squirrel and uh, take Squirrel White. As, was, Squirrel, was,
0: was Squirrel on the list of guys? That hey now! Know? Hey hold now! On, hold on. on! Hold on! Hold no, on! No! No! <laughs> No, nah, he, oh, he 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 was not because he, round, he is absolutely grabbed in all of my league. So try <laughs> okay. again, cats. Try again.
1: Snuck that one by, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's
1: more receivers on that team. He's like, man, I'm gonna tell this cool balloon story, and then I'm gonna sneak in squirrel white."
3: Yeah, I had to give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, fun story though. Try to pair those two together. How much time do I got on the clock? I you got, got
3: one thirty-five. All right, yeah. uh, I, I mean outside of the whole t- team building concept and i find a lot of my dynasty rosters looking this way where uh it's, it's so counter to to how i build redraft where i usually just wait on quarterback forever but I, like i look at my dynasty roster and they're all just clogged up with co- uh cool quarterbacks that i love i don't know if that says less or more about um how i value these players that i i always seem to be able to get them in dynasty or not but um I mean, I, I could draft. I could draft that way here and just uh, um, I'm a su- like so many other people, I'm a sucker for so many of the the quarterbacks in this class uh, for one re- reason or
0: another, whether it's fantasy. uh Oh, did we lo- did we lose Andrew there? He's frozen. He's got the frozen face. Man, this—I'm um, the
1: anticipation is killing me. This quarterback. Who's it be, gonna be? I was gonna say, I, I, gonna I have be? a feeling I know who it is,
2: but please uh, don't for my saying, team building. I need him not to take who I think he's gonna take. <laughs>
0: nah, nah, sorry, sorry, Brandon. I think I think he's coming off the board here. As soon as we get Cats back here, I wonder if Cats. All right, let's all let's get... all guess who he's oh, talking about. Like, I'm, I'm guessing I'm ge- he's I'm... talking
1: about a particular Texas quarterback. I but... am. Yeah. Well, oh, what the heck? He oh, chose wait, Curly? Oh, well, Okay. Wow, we were but all way back. off. I thought he was going. I thought he was going quarterback. <laughs> was was he Jordan, Jordan Curley, Curley on the
0: list? Jordan Curley was on the list. He is. He is oh, avail- oh, he's available cool. in two of my dynasty leagues? I was like, what oh. the heck? Feels like cool. he should have been grabbed already. Oh man. Anyway, Brandon, Dude, back was, to you, man. What a
2: cripple. Well, fantastic. Well, I'm gonna pair up John T. Cook with his quarterback of the future, one Mr. Arch Manning. And because whether he's gonna stay at Texas or he goes somewhere else, he's gonna wind up starting because he's got that Manning money and he's got them sweet training camps. So Arch Manning is my pick at, at two five.
0: Andrew, one I, I see you up there. Andrew, the moment you uh get a, you start talking again and everything, I'll pin you down here. Watch um on. all right, I'm on the board now. My question is, do I go supplemental again, or do I go freshman? Because I got two supplemental picks I really like and two freshmen that I kind of like here. Don't
1: screw up my boy Jackson.
0: I know, I know. He, I gotta, needs, I gotta he, needs,
1: he needs somebody to, to make You know what?
0: You know what? I'm gonna, Just because it's an interesting topic of a conversation, I'm going to go with probably my favorite one-year rental of the supplemental picks. Just kind of get talking about this and everything like that. To me, this guy, it's its hard to see how he misses this year. And you're going to want to grab a guy like this, especially if you're kind of in this middle range. You're looking to take that next step to get yourself a contender status. I'm going to go with Caleb Hood, wide receiver out of Georgia Southern. Most okay. people know his partner in crime, Derwin Burgess, but many forget that Hood actually outproduced him by 30 catches and 200 yards last year. Main problem really was the touchdown inequality. Hood had three, Burgess had seven. We saw in the spring game, Davis Brint looks very comfortable with Hood and Burgess' main two options. And Hood, quite frankly, has just been the healthier of the two the last couple of years. So I think it's a no-brainer to grab him this early, especially if you are in a win-now mode. This guy's available in a ton of your leagues. Go ahead and grab him. Really the only downside for him is the fact that this will be his last year of eligibility so let's just go ahead and grab caleb hood there nate you're on the clock sir
1: that surprises me that that really does surprise me um i i thought there was a particular uh juco wide receiver that you have um He's fallen coming. in love, fallen let's, let's in love not speak with, with him right that, now. Let's not speak of that him. has more than one year that surprises me. You would not have taken ahead of Caleb hood. So I think, uh, I do think Hood's there. a
0: better, is, is a safer bet than the other receiver you're talking
1: about. Okay. Okay. I think Jackson Arnold deserves better. I'm going to be honest with you, but, um, <sighs> yes, it's a Let's let's see here. Um, Okay, I'm trying not to say that I'm pairing this guy with Malik Hornsby, but I I can't stop looking at Malik Hornsby being on this team and thinking how what I would what I would pair with this particular player. But um, let's go ahead and go. Uh, Man, I'm trying to really decide if I want to take one of those a couple of one of the freshmen I was going to take. I was thinking about taking Arch Manning uh, here, to be honest with you. So let's go ahead and go. Um, I'm going to go another supplemental. This is just going to be like my supplemental team, I think is what this is going to be. I'm going to pair Malik Hornsby with um, Syracuse running back uh, LeQuint Allen.
0: It makes you feel better, Nate. I was between him, I was between Allen and Hood. So I think yeah, you had the better uh, two possibly. I think you could
1: yeah, I think you could probably make a case um, for one of the freshmen o- over him, or you know, just there there are some nice freshman wide receivers and stuff like that in this class that may have been a better play here. But um, this is this roster is just kind of building as a uh, as a win now type team. I'm kind of throwing throwing the dice out there and saying Hornsby Allen, let's go.
0: All right, cats, you are back on the clock, sir. Where are you going with this pick? Can you hear me, right? Yes, sir.
3: All right, sweet. So, it would uh, not surprise me if the roster construction of Western Kentucky changes leading up to the start of the season, especially in the wide receiver room, which seems a little weaker than we are accustomed to there. And they haven't been shy in the transfer portal. But where things stand right now, and with that sweet tight end eligibility, I got to go get Dalvin Smith. You went and got your boy. Yeah, I, I think that he we saw a preview of how they can and hopefully will look to use him in the bowl game last year not just go routes like what we saw with David Davis and to I guess to a little bit of a lesser extent, uh, I forget what his first name was, uh, J- Jalen Hall, but I think he's going to command targets at multiple levels of the field and he's going to show out and have a great year alongside Corley. Do you think he plays the boundary? Uh, presumably, right. I mean, but he didn't
1: last year in, yeah, in the bowl game. In the bowl year. game, he played slot, and Matheson surprisingly really? played on the boundary, which it's was kind of which was kind of weird to me because I'm I'm like, he's got to yeah. go outside, right? I mean, he's got to just because of his size and and their lack of of, of boundary
3: receivers. The slot slot would explain the targets right like slot is this the position sure. in that system that he it's what were we, we gonna say though
1: was i was gonna say maybe was the position i don't know we with our yeah. buckle leaving but yeah, yeah i i was just gonna say it's amazing that he's got tight end eligibility um I know. because it's every great. every every best ball i'm in and 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 dynasty he that seems to have been taken away so that's awesome if you can get it man that's great value right there all right brandon who are you going with man
2: All right. Well, one, I know Katz likes to do that wide receiver tight end combo. He hit me with uh, a certain Rice player a couple of years ago that I absolutely (laughs) adored. Smashed me for like 50 something points. And he thought (laughs) I was going to tell on him but I was all for it because I was like, you got to win the game. Dynasty is dynasty, my friend. So that was one of my favorite parts of the year. And I learned I learned a lot that year. So they used to say excellent pick, Mr. Katz. But I'm going to go back to the Alabama drawing board. We already talked about him real quick. And I'm going to take Mr. Malik Benson, wide receiver there. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that he may not be in the starting lineup, but I don't see why not, especially with the JUCO talent and stuff like that. I know we don't see a lot of JUCO anymore, but really, he's a a great talent. It was just the grades that he needed to get up. Finally, he's got the grades to get back to Alabama. He's got the pedigree. Um, I'm a little concerned about the quarterback stuff still, but... I feel like he can be a veteran that, uh, whichever quarterback starts, that they'll have a veteran presence that they can throw to. So I like Malik Benson here, especially in the second round. That's a good, that's a good steal, I think.
0: Yeah, that's just assuming that we're getting the Alabama receivers of the past, and I do like Benson a lot as a talent. But there, I think that could definitely blow up in some people's face this year. Again, I'm going outside of my big board just a little bit, going down a little bit. There's three really good freshman wide receivers still on the board here. And really, any one of them I would be happy with here. But I cannot get over the idea of getting not one, but two Ohio State freshman wide receivers onto the same team here. Both of these guys looked really, really good in the spring. And I really think that between Ennis, Tate, and the guy I'm about to draft right here, Ohio State has its next trio of wide receivers they're going to rely on. Over the next couple of years, and frankly, this last guy Noah Rogers to me is the value right now. I really think like he was—he's a higher-rated wide receiver than Tate was in the on the recruiting services. Now, again, obviously Tate had a really good spring, so he's probably jumped up a little bit since then. But even still, a whole round difference between these two guys and everything. Noah Rogers is a very talented wide receiver, and he—he he showed out in the spring game as well. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. And have two Ohio State wide receivers of the future on the same team here. That feels great to me.
2: Yep, yeah, and uh, No. Rogers is also a guy there. He could, if he gets over recruited like we've seen sometimes, where like we're looking at Keon Gray's. Uh, me and Matt were talking is like he might never see the field. He might have to transfer out. And, like Rogers with especially like Jeremiah Smith and those guys next year, Rogers got plenty of talent. And so he could easily go back. I Like NC state was highly looking at him. The Tar Heels were looking at him. He's one of these higher end North Carolina recruits. So he could be on the move. And if he finds the right spot, if he has to transfer, he would be a good one to get a hold of. So that's really good value, especially here at the
0: second. All right, Nate, where are you going with this one, man?
1: I'm gonna keep the uh the, the freshman and, and wide receiver run going for that matter. I'm gonna go ahead and take another freshman wide receiver, one that uh showed out really well in the spring game, and that's uh Jaden Greathouse over at Notre Dame. Very nice. Um I I do think that there are some concerns about his just his overall athleticism, uh, but We've got a quarterback there that's shown he can really feed, uh, uh, lock in on a wide receiver, and and pepper them with targets. And I'll be honest with you, I mean that that wide receiver room's pretty bleak, um, year one. Let alone for the future. So I, I do think that he can carve out a role there in year one, and uh, and be a, a, a you know big time playmaker for them over the next few years.
0: All righty, go ahead and put him in there. Cats, your last pick of the second round, man.
3: Now feels like the proper time where I can uh, disguise Homerism for value and go with uh, Roderick Rob- Robinson. I am of the camp that believes that the usage that we've seen amongst Georgia running backs in recent years is a result of just talent and skill set more so than what... The team wants to do if we can get a running back that has that shows that they can should and can command all three downs across and the majority of reps. Let's do it. Maybe it's Robinson. All Which right. Robinson do you like better? Oh man. Um, well, I've seen Br- Branson cut and it's not the prettiest, but oh. he's got a soft spot in my heart. That that dude's awesome. I mean, I've been drafting him a, um, a little bit, but I don't know if he's ever going to be that guy. Um, so let's move on to the next guy. Maybe it's him. <laughs> one
1: hey. one one year and just a couple games. We're ready. Let's move on.
3: This has got the same last name. She can just keep the jerseys going. I <laughs> say Robinson
1: Squared going on right now. It's uh it's not Kendall Milton though, is it Jared? No. <laughs> no, I
0: I do I am still a believer in Kendall Milton, dude. I just want that man yeah, to say, yeah, dude. You, you say gonna, you like, are,
1: but you never draft him. You say you are, but I never well, see again. Him I, draft
0: I him. think it's gonna be a split I'm gonna th- I still <laughs> think it's gonna be a split backfield this year to the point where he might not um he's not gonna be fantasy relevant, but at the same time, like I'm I'm a believer in him being the RB1 this year. I think he'll be really good. Um, deep down I deep down I know that's not true. Um Right at the end of the <laughs> second round. I'll let y'all think for a second here and everything. Uh, just so it's a little bit more organized, I think I'll just ask each of you favorite pick that's not yours and worst pick of the round. So I'll give you guys a minute to think about it while I kind of go through the round as well.
1: I'll I'll just start off. I didn't, even though I know he's only got one year left, I, did, I didn't realize Jordan Curley was in our draft pool. Um, I think and- I too. And did I,
3: uh, did, did I invent him like I did Squirrel? N- no, that's no, Dave said. While well, well, you cut oh, out he's to on him the for a second,
1: he said you, he said he was good. I just overlooked him. That was due to my lack of preparation. Um, but um, I I like Jordan Curley quite a bit. So if I'm gonna if if I'm gonna draft where I want to win now, which is pretty much every draft I'm in, I I like that pick quite a bit.
0: Thank you. I'm gonna to have to say, and again, this is gonna be the anti-Homerism coming in here. I think my least favorite pick of the round is Roderick Robinson. I love the talent. I, if this is a C to C draft, Andrew, I'd be all over it. That I'd be like, that's an incredible pick because I think Roderick Robinson is gonna develop into an NFL running back one day. I just think the days of Georgia having, you know, the the Chubs, the Michelles, the Todd Gurleys of the past. Are relatively over. Again, they just are too stacked at the position. They continue to recruit well at the position every single year. They're going to want to split it between a whole bunch of guys. And even if they are a guy that will monopolize the backfield, most of the time you're gonna to have to wait one to two years to even see that. And by that point, they could easily be over-recruited. It's kind of the same problem you're seeing with Alabama. Although I would say Justice Haynes is probably a better running back than I would say anybody on George's roster. And that's me saying something because Georgia's got a lot of talented running backs back there. So I think that's probably my least favorite pick of the round.
1: Or or if you're Kendall Milton, you have to wait four years.
3: <laughs>
0: a favorite pick of the round? Uh, not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to I'm going to comment um, on okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Justice Haynes. Justice, again, I'll, I'll just keep the theme going. Again, I do like Justice Haynes a lot. I do think he is going to be a factor in the <laughs> Bama backfield sooner rather than later. I think he can possibly be the number two running back by year's end and if chase mcclellan's gone after that point boom you got a guy in year two and he feels like a first round guy that you got there in the second round brandon so good on you there
2: thank you good sir took a page right out of your playbook uh my uh my favorite is lequint allen actually it was uh between him and benson i was going to take whoever was going to fall um, so, I love that pick, Nate. That's a good pickup, man. At least favorite. Sorry, Cats, but uh, I don't trust Georgia in, in the running backfield anytime soon. I would have to wait until I see a true workhorse. And you guys know your new offensive coordinator. I think he's what a clone of Munkin. So, if he's going to stay the same, right? Like, you know, do, do we really trust that? So, as much as, uh, you know, Roger Robertson compares to Bo Jackson, which I freaking love, that's awesome. But for the NFL level, I'll be glad to pick him up. But for CFF, I'm probably just going to pass this time around.
0: Also, Nate, you never gave us the pick that you you didn't like the most. You gave you gave us only positivity. I need you to give me some negativity here.
1: Oh, I thought you picked up on You're that somebody. whenever, whenever <laughs> I said that I felt like you did Jackson Arnold dirty
0: whenever. You oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I, I just wanted <laughs> I to hear it you. again. I, I like, I like, <laughs> I like, I like pain and if being told I'm you want me to I'm keep terrible. on beating
1: up your, I'll Posting. keep on, i keep on beating this selection
0: here. I don't like Caleb Hood there. Sorry, that's all good. All right, Andrew, your favorite and least favorite pick of the round.
3: It's a shame that we're all so sharp because I would love to see Arch go a little earlier so we could collectively pile on the person who took him. But this yeah. feels properly properly valued. Um,
0: yeah, he was coming up for me as well. So
3: before I before I uh, digress, into actually giving you my opinion. What's the maybe this guy goes in round three? But like I was doing the like the real like um just not real research and just googling ESPN 300 thing and. Which is which has to be outdated, right? Um, But at the same time, like He's I see Justice Haynes and some other dude whose name I've never heard mentioned in and by anyone in our circle, or our, our, like our fantasy space, Richard Young rated like nearly near the same. What's it, what's the deal with that dude? Is he on campus? Not on campus? Like is he in He's, the same? Is he like a threat to day. to Haynes?
1: He's not an early, he's not an early enrollee. Yeah, he's a summer guy. Great heart,
2: uh, good build, he Would do great in another program. But unfortunately, Justice Haynes came in and just swept him. I don't know if he's going to see the field anytime soon, man.
3: Dude, Brandon, I, you are like the only guy I've ever ever heard like talk about how how nice kids are and how like, on, on a personal level <laughs> I, to I, do, I, was offer sheet. I was like hey look
1: at this pretty offer sheet you know <laughs> we've we've talked about this in, in the slack i've actually watched quite a bit of richard young um and i watched uh justice haynes and i came away saying i think richard young's a more dynamic athlete i think he is i think he's more explosive he uh the c2c guys are really down on richard young i don't understand why i think That's he's i think he's actually really good um, he reminds me more of Jamar, uh, of, of Jameer Gibbs and Haynes is more of kind of like the between the tackles kind of grinder type guy. I don't think Haynes is overly, uh, dynamic as far as an athlete, but Nick Saban loves him some justice Haynes. And I think that that's gonna, I think that's gonna play a factor. Uh, but I think I, I, I don't hate a Richard young pick in a dynasty draft because whether he carves out a role there at Alabama or he goes somewhere else, I think he's a pretty good player.
0: I don't oh, yeah. really have too much to add and everything. Again, based on what I've heard from some other people, again, I haven't really done a super deep dive on Young and everything, but I know some people kind of compare him more to like the kind of Roydell Williams. Kind no, of role that's... For that's
1: no, Austin's wrong. That's terrible. He's way better than Roydell Williams. <laughs> Roydell Williams is a bum, kind of man. feels... He- and no, no, Roydell Williams is a bad No, no, he's no, 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 no. You would never say you never watch Roydell Williams and watch Jameer Gibbs and go like, yeah, no, I, I think Roydell Williams is great. No, he's he's more athletic than Roydell Williams.
0: Anyway, <laughs> I'm just you're <laughs> shooting the messenger here, me. I'm just, just saying what how other dare people you. have been saying. Please, Dave, please. I let you back on for one show, this is how you treat me. <laughs> he headed to the judgment. I did, I did I did I did. Austin
1: doesn't listen. That won't be a problem.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> but um no, young I think is uh, one of those kind of fun like zag deals like again like think last year. You had Nicholas Singleton going as a 101 pick in a lot of dynasty drafts and Karond Allen would be a guy that would fall until like the 5th, 6th, maybe even later than that in a lot of dynasty drafts. And people were like, "Hey, I'll take the discount on the other guy." Like again, there's both of these guys are very talented, but one of them's coming at a multiple round discount. Noah Rogers, in my opinion, is kind of another one. I took that in the second round here. That's because I just really believe in Noah Rogers. I've seen some C2C supplemental drafts, and again, not the same thing as CFF Dynasty, but even still, he goes like four or five rounds later than the guys like Innocent Tate. I'm like, it, There's the a lot of fun little zag crazy. guys you can grab right there. I do think Richard Young could be one of those guys this year again we'll have to see again he isn't on campus yet and so that's probably why nate's scared of him because he hasn't seen it yet we don't know what he looks like in that backfield. maybe he comes in the fall and he just blows away everybody else we'll definitely see brandon are you ready to get us start with the third and final round of the show here i'm ready let's rock and roll all righty let's get you going let's resume the draft and Get us started, Brandon. Who are you going with? All right. Well, I have Malachi Nelson. I think it's time to pick up his best
2: friend. I'm surprised he's last this long, but it's Mr. Makai Lemon, who is going to USC as well. And it makes my first team, you know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. So if we're looking at, you know, how the team flows, it's actually a really good pickup. But it's also a good demonstration of, as far as, like, having supplemental guys in the draft as well also bring some of these freshmen down further than what I thought. Honestly, I thought lemon would be late first, maybe early second, but the fact that he's here at the three Oh one, that's fantastic. And so I'm going to pair Mr. Lemon with Mr. Nelson and hope for that one, two combo in the future.
0: I don't know if any of you guys have seen bullet train, but if Makai lemon and Zachariah branch become a dynamic duo, can I have y'all's permission to <laughs> nickname Zachariah branch tangerine? have any of y'all seen bullet train if you haven't it's a fantastic movie and you should it's on netflix go watch it it's it's literally one of the best spy movies i've seen in such a long time
1: was that the one with brad pitt
0: yeah it's the one with brad pitt it's like it's basically like all all these assassins are all on the same train and they keep tripping over each other they keep uh, i think i I I tried for like
1: 10 minutes and then i couldn't do it oh bro it's
0: a great (laughs) movie you need to keep watching it um anyway i'm on the clock i have 50 seconds left i'm gonna take i think this is the last five-star wide receiver on the board frankly he's been lasting here too long give me go ahead and give me jerry on dickey wide receiver out of oregon i tend to avoid guys that didn't come in during the spring but regardless again we're in the third round of a supplemental draft here let me go ahead and take a shot on a guy who's one of the most talented receivers in this class number three wide receiver overall great offensive system for him to get into with will stein as offensive coordinator Again, I would have liked him better before Oregon added, like Trayshawn Holden, Tez Johnson, Gary Bryan, all the others at receiver. Just too many bodies there right now. We'll see how things clear up after this year. But regardless, I think he'll be an impact player by year two, especially pair him with Austin Novosad, the, quarter- the quarterback that's also coming in with him. I think that could be a really fun dynamic duo there for a couple of years. Let me go ahead and get Dicky there. Nate, you're on the clock, sir.
1: Hmm. Mm, okay um i I really don't know what direction uh i'm going with this one so i'm just gonna i'm gonna mess around and just do something something crazy yeah well it's not really crazy crazy. just kind of just i don't know maybe no i'm gonna save him for my next pick Nah, mm-hmm. screwed. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Dude, uh,
0: there, no collusion you amongst your teams. Nate. No collusion. Also, <laughs> awesome. Nate, this is a CFL dynasty routine, supplemental draft. You have no clue when any of these players are coming off the board. <laughs> <I>
1: no, <know. laughs> I know, I know. I just uh, there is no reaching. Uh, yeah. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and take. Um, let me make sure I got the right. Oh, this is my uh, Nate Marquise one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Make sure I'm on the right one here. I'm going to go ahead and take uh um DT Sheffield from Washington State. All right. Slot receiver Arbuckle system. Uh your boy a little bad at that. A little bit of that was just to take him so that you couldn't take him in a draft. Um but I'm going to go ahead and take him here. Um hype train overload for DT Sheffield and uh, I'm just going to I guess go ahead and let that train keep on chugging down the uh, tracks.
0: Nate, would it surprise you if I told you that he was the fifth player in my queue right now?
1: Um no, I feel like I'm gonna to try to bully you into the point where you're not gonna take him anymore. So maybe I maybe I can get to the point where you're he's just gonna to be totally off the board if I keep talking trash about him
0: in Slack. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Nick, Andrew, you're back up, man. What are you doing here?
3: I I think we're gonna double down on quarterback. I told you I was a sucker for a cool recruiting story. Is he in the system? All right, sweet. I want Austin Mack um mm. that dude who reclassified from 24 to that, 20 is that is 23.
0: it was a fun thing yeah
3: and that like dude i don't i assume that qb room beyond Penix isn't in great shape with uh the, the lefty kid Hjord go deciding he's gonna go play for his old coach right at cal, cal poly or whatever
0: um, Yeah, he so heard- he's
3: off yeah, so he's off the board, and all the other like maybe I don't I don't know if Dylan Morris is still there, but like
0: he is. I I don't know if yeah, he we, has eligibility after this year, right. but he
3: is still we, there. He does.
1: Dylan Morris like. could all he could be there next year, but if Dylan Morris scares you, then no, you got that's other that's problems yeah. <laughs> he's,
3: he's the perfect uh per the per I forget what the the term is, but perfect guy to just kind of keep transfers out, right? And like mm-hmm. all right, and then Mac just steps in and does his thing in the, in the board system.
0: No, I think that's a very fun pick. Brandon, you are up, sir. What do you got? I'm going to end it with a Tennessee wide receiver that you can
2: take, and I'm going to take Mr. <laughs> Nathan Leacock. Uh, great in the spring game. Uh, him and Nico will make a nice pairing together starting next year. Maybe we might even see Leacock this year if there's some injuries. He definitely showed out. So a lot of promise, tall wide receiver, great talent, played right out of Raleigh, so got to see him. So great, great, great stock there. I'm going to take Mr. Leacock.
3: Talk about his personality. Yeah, is he, is he I haven't good got kid a for chance Brandon? to
2: talk to him. I've
3: talked to him about
0: a tight end, but that'll be about it.
1: <laughs> I'm just messing with you,
3: dude.
0: Oh uh, man, I got two quarterbacks dude, I, here. I'm looking at. Go ahead, Nate.
1: Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I was just gonna say, if you guys watch Nathan Leacock's tape, it's wild. You if you if you watch it, I watched like five to 10 minutes is like i give up i can't tell if this guy's like the greatest wide receiver ever <laughs> or if he or if he's just playing like a peewee team because it's literally him just running go routes and he's open by like 30 yards every time yeah. and i'm like i, I get i'm getting Balls nothing out. from this film it's hilarious
0: <laughs> all righty i perfect that
3: for the system
1: <laughs> right that's
3: exactly, i know a it's, it's system,
0: baby. It is so good I am going to take this team right here and I am going to double down on this mid-tier team. Wanting to take that next step, we're going to get another win now guy here to pair with his wide receiver. I'm going to go ahead and take Mr. Davis Brin here at quarterback. Again, last year vantry 600 passing attempts, 27 touchdowns, got a few uh got a little bit of production there on the ground. That insane volume is everything you want in a passing quarterback in a CFF, and you could possibly even get it for two years here at Georgia Southern with Davis Bryn. Bryn's sanity is back, Mister Cass. He has two years. I believe he has two years, um, based on Davis what I just heard. Davis Bryn. That's probably like this He has one year? Okay, I'm, yeah, I must have miscounted year. earlier. Then, regardless, win now. <laughs> Go ahead and take D- Davis Bryn. We're going up another level here. Give me Davis Bryn to pair with Caleb Hood here. And let's just pretend that Duron Burgess is already on this dynasty team. Got the whole Georgia Southern offense. Nate, you're back on the clock, sir. Where are you going with this one?
1: Okay, I'm just double checking something. Yeah, okay, just making sure. Um, this is this is, is my. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is my. I always my have man. to double check uh, eligibility my here man. because I'm like, man, I feel like this guy's been around for like four years, but this is. Uh, this is my supplemental crew here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get my last supplemental that I like here. I could go Malik Sharad of Fresno state, who I think has a chance to take over that role, but I'm going to go on a different route and um, try to find Tajay Spears replacement with uh Ashad shady Clayton. I think he's got like four names now, um, but Believe it or not, he still has three years of eligibility, and um, I think there's a legit chance that we could get two years of him in that system, which could be kind of fun. So I'm gonna go ahead and keep the um, keep the train rolling on these guys with the supplemental team I got here with Hornsby, LaQuint Allen, and now uh, Clayton.
0: Also, real quick, I wait, hold... yeah, I, r- I realized my mistake earlier. I was looking at his uh, Davis Brin's past years. And I thought his 2018 season said 2019. I didn't realize that 2019 was also in there. So yeah, you're right. One year of eligibility left. Yeah. So he's he's a, he's a
1: year. six year guy. Yeah. So.
0: All right. Cats. Who are you going with here, man? I, so I've, I've drafted
3: a good amount of charade at this point, And I, it, it wasn't until the other day that I actually looked at how much he weighs. And that kind of scared me a little bit. Like the, the dude's yeah. like 175. So that, gives me like a little bit of pause but like at the same time like that shit doesn't matter as much in college as it does in the NFL so who's to say um but um let, so unlike my other teams this team could actually use a quarterback so let's shoot for the moon pray he can just do something with his arm and take bird Emmanuel damn, uh, damn you
0: damn you damn you I really wanted okay. to take him with my last pick nice I like that pick. that was sweet <laughs>
1: <laughs> nicely done Again, your, your, last, your last two picks could be incredible or just the worst ever between Austin Mack mm-hmm. and, and Burt Emmanuel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here's the It'll thing be with Burt Emanuel. Again, you're talking about you want two years out of a guy. Bert Emanuel, you could get four because he didn't burn his redshirt last year. He only played in four games. So you could get four years of a dual threat Mack quarterback there. That could be a you- ton of fun right there.
1: He's not going pro, so he is not you get for you. He's <laughs> not,
0: not a quarterback. Warriors. So all right, Brandon, you're back on the clock, man. What's your last pick here?
2: All right. So we're gonna keep feeding into the narrative. You always look for roommates, you look for best friends, you look for you know whatever that you can find, whatever nepotism that's out there. We're we'll gonna take Mr. Tez Johnson out of Oregon. Ooh. Got a pairing with Bo Nix. You know, we saw Chuck Sizzle, okay, Charlie Jones last year. If you got a best friend and he comes, plays with you, you play him. So I'm just going to keep that narrative going and keep it pushing for 2023, man.
0: (laughs) All right. Tez has
1: two years left, by the way. Yeah, two years. He does. Sweet. Mm. Even better. So
0: I'm going to take one of these guys moving up from the FCS to the Power Five. Could backfire me greatly here because I invested a lot in this system last year and it. It burned me badly there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get hurt again by going for the new guy that has a ton of hype. That's Mr. Dre McRae, wide receiver out of Texas Tech over there. Looks to be in that slot where Jarrett Stearns and Malachi Corley have thrived in the system the past couple of years. Drumbeat has been very consistent for him all spring. Obviously, the big question here is that log jam at the slot position for Texas Tech. But the good news is that Dre mccray it sounds like, has been very versatile for the Red Raiders. They've been putting him in the slot and on the outside at different points, whatever way they can to get him the ball. Been the most impressive guy at camp from what it sounds like. So I'm going to take the shot here once again and hope I can get him for two years if he doesn't go pro after this year. Give me Dre McRae there. Nate, your last pick, sir.
1: I thought it was fascinating in the spring game that Dre McRae was playing a boundary position. That just blew my mind. I just did not expect that at all. Um, Okay. I'm going to go ahead and draft. Uh, um, Cats has inspired me. I want to get something fun as far as with some freshmen here, something that's uh, that is the most uh, video game worthy uh, of, of the freshmen here. And that is going to be, Wide receiver Connor Harvey. No, I'm just playing. Uh, there is no Nicholas Harbor in the fan track system right now. So uh, Harvey was the closest thing I could find to Harbor. So um, I just replaced South- him
0: with another wide receiver tight end from South Carolina who's a freshman. Okay. That
1: works. <laughs> whatever whatever works. But yeah, this will, uh, I'll take the South Carolina freshman that's uh, 6'5, 230. Uh, runs like I think a uh, uh, recorded three three forty or something like that is what <laughs> I've been told. So um, let's let let's see what let's see what happens. Let's see how far uh, Spencer Rattler can throw the ball. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right, Cats. You got Mister Irrelevant here. What are you What are you going to do with this? Tempted to take one of the so many
3: like there's so many fun quarterbacks still out there. Novas had chills uh did, some of you guys talked to avery johnson right maybe that was alfred uh, yeah it was alfred
0: but, yeah, Rashada,
3: alfred. but let's pair the door with travis hunter okay I find him.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: is he even in the fantrack system he is not uh perhaps he's listed as a cornerback but um uh. How about that? We
1: end our draft with two guys that aren't even in Pantrax.
3: I know, right? Is that random? There you go. A random JMU. Yeah, I'm not totally sold on uh, what Colorado's done at wide receiver, especially with them finding a way to run off Jordan Tyson. Um, The South Florida kids are kind of cool, right? But um, I don't know if if Hunter can show out. Maybe just ends up playing uh, wide receiver and uh, that's where he uses those the, the insane skills uh, for the duration of his college career.
0: All righty. That finishes the three rounds of the draft. Part of me wants to go another three rounds, but I don't think y'all want to be here till 1 o'clock in the morning. We'll do the same thing we did the last round and everything. Favorite pick and least favorite pick probably from the third round here. I think we had a lot of really good picks here. I'm not going to lie. There's not really any that kind of stick out to me as terrible per se um the only one i think i would have a little bit there's two actually that i have a little bit of hesitancy on travis hunter i think is i think the idea of him being cff relevant is a little hard to swallow sometimes if he truly is going to play both cornerback and wide receiver they're going to want to limit his snaps at wide receiver if they're going to be having to play defense as well so the opportunity is not going to be there as much. Now, he's also, this is how Dion works from what I could tell, is that like he has his in-group and he wants those in-group to make sure that they get the touchdowns because he has a brand to build. So Travis Hunter definitely fits that bill and I could see him getting a ton more touchdowns than he probably deserves in terms of his volume. So that could that could definitely work out for you there other one I didn't really like was Tez Johnson out of Oregon. Brandon, again, I agree. Nevitism, definitely a fun one there. I felt like you could get him a little bit later, though. And also, they did also just bring in Gary Bryant Jr. to fill in the slot role as well. So I think there's a little bit of hesitancy that he will be a clear day one starter by the time the season starts. Other than that, favorite pick. You guys heard me complain about it. Cats, good pick on Bird Emanuel. I was really hoping to grab him in the third round. It's just a fun upside Maction pick that could pay off dividends for you greatly in playoff time for years to come. So good job there, Cats. Oh, thank you. Kai Pontificate next? Yes, you may. Yeah, I, the perhaps there were better
3: picks than Travis Hunter in, in the third round. right? But it's um, fun. But I saw Shadur and I was like, well, dude, let's fucking go. Let's do this. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, I have some quips with, with uh, some of the picks in, in this round. Um, I, you, you kind of beat me to the punch on Tez, Tez Johnson. I don't, there, there's, there's an enough talent in that wide receiver room where I don't think you know, that he just naturally ascends even with being voiced to the quarterback with the quarterback to like, I think he's gonna have to fight to get get on the field. Yeah. He had a long touchdown in the spring game, but like, all, some of those talented guys weren't there, weren't playing, et cetera, et cetera. Dre McRae, I think, is interesting. Uh, he's like, he is behind Miles Price in the depth chart. And then, yeah, you're right. He's like, he's splitting time, like, he's doing time in multiple positions, right? But he's, uh, I think he's like listed as a third X receiver. So who knows what it means from a depth chart perspective? Like, I haven't read the the glowing reports, and, but, and I, yeah, I, I would buy in, but just I'm, I have some level of pause just based on the, um, a, how they kind of spread things out uh, in year one, and B, just I think that he like he, he's not going to necessarily be given a starting role. Um, where was the th- I had a third one that I want to talk about too. I'm curious to see how easily uh, our boy who uh, Ben Arbuckle is, a- how easily he's able to find success with the system in at, in year one in the Pac-12, like the the jump to the p5 for a fun system i think is is a lot in year one um yes it was from fcs to pack 12 right with the eric morris system but like that system was just like that just played out like garbage in, in in year one maybe morris just isn't a creative play caller and maybe the his system is just a lot less likely to translate and find success but um and part of it is also that I'm just a hater because like I wasn't first on DT Sheffield. So now I'm, I'm going to fade that dude just to, and hope that it it, it <laughs> uh, doesn't work out for everybody else. But um, yeah, for, so in terms of like how I feel about some of those picks, that's that. Uh, you know, I'm down with Prince Sanity. I'm trying to get him every single draft that I can uh, from a, a basketball perspective. And I've got him in most of my dynasties as well. So that's the pick that's near, to dear, near and dear to my heart here in uh, round three.
0: Yeah, I thought you would like that one, Katz. All right, Brandon, we'll go with you next, man. Favorite picks, least favorite picks of the round?
2: I'm also on Bren Sanity. Uh, Davis Bren to Georgia Southern is fan-freaking-tastic. I was already liking him last year, but great fit for Georgia Southern. So great job, Jared. I love that pick. Um uh i'm worried about travis hunter i'm not gonna lie uh i don't <laughs> and i'm not trying to hate on cats but i just think it's actually dog smart pile, pile the dog pile
0: dog pile no 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 no. It's <laughs> ain't
2: no dog pile i'm also i'm just concerned like if he's gonna play both positions right like how much in a college level like i know iron man is played all the time in high school but we rarely see it in college anymore it's like is travis hunter really going to be able to play both positions all year long before wear and tear happens and that's where i'm worried about like what if he's playing corner and he, tweet, you know, what I'm saying like he could play either position and just the fact that he's out there 75 or 80 percent more than the rest of those guys out there, that that concerns me a little bit. So that's the only reason what I have. But Hunter himself as a player, kid's got great talent. He's going to be great NFL talent, too. But I'm concerned as far as CFF production, just because I'm worried about him wearing out quickly playing both positions. So that would be my kind of uh, my little uh, quip that I have against uh, Travis Hunter.
0: All right, Nate, your favorite uh, and uh, least here Pick of the f- Round
1: um I'll start with the bad first um the guy that drafted DT Sheffield that was stupid Um, (laughs) uh no I think uh, to to that I do think Andrew's point is is interesting because Eric Morris did struggle there and it does always give me pause whenever the head coach is a defensive guy which which Jake Dickard is Mm -hmm. at Washington State if it doesn't work out um for Arbuckle, like if he doesn't just go bananas with this offense it's just fine um and all of a sudden eric morris gets north texas looking really good like that's that's got to be a knock for us moving forward on what washington state's going to look like and maybe it's yeah. just not working with jake dickert but um i'll take my chances with uh the ben arbuckle zach Kittley type of um uh slot receiver which which dt Sheffield lines up at so that 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 would be my defense i guess of that um i i do think that austin max is so so wild um i i couldn't take him here but i wouldn't knock anybody that would because the dude's like 12 years old and um you know he's already he's not even on campus yet because he's he's like a, a junior in high school but it's it's just crazy because I, I do think it's a perfect system, but what if they do go out and get a transfer? Like if things go really well for Washington this year, they could definitely sell the transfer portal pretty hard. And then that delays Mac's ability to get on the field by another year. That that'd be my only concern there.
0: My other concern um, is that also Austin Mac is what? 17 years old. Like he, yeah. he's coming out a year earlier than most of these other guys, which means that he's technically a year behind in terms of development. So like, I do think it'll be, one of those things where when most of the guys are ready, it'll be their second year. It could be Mac's third year by the time he's fully ready what to take the, on the what offense. What
3: was his rating like in the 2024 uh, class?
1: He's he's a very high four star. Um four star and but I have heard Bud Elliott say that he's one of those guys that if he would have stuck around for his senior year, has the tools that could have played himself into like a five star, could have been like a top, you know, three to four type guy. The tools are there. He's lanky. I think he's like six six. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's got a he's got a body that needs to get filled out a little bit. But um yeah, I still think it's I I still think it's it's a it's a really fun situation fun as, as far as um as far as what could happen there but um I think my I think my favorite again uh, back to Andrew here is is Bert Emanuel it's it's a it's a YOLO pick I mean he could lose that job and and not win but it's a situation where if this were a real draft you could take Bert Emanuel here and maybe in the next few rounds back it up with Bauer just to uh, feel confident that you've locked up that room and yeah, I mean, if Bert Emanuel works out, I mean, who knows? You could get four years of uh, some pretty interesting production out of a guy that can run like crazy there.
0: All righty. Uh, before we finish up here, y'all, I want to throw a f- couple names out here that I have on my big board that I'm kind of surprised didn't come off in the draft. And I guess I'll just kind of throw, you want me to throw one name at a time out there, or you want me to throw multiple names out? What do you guys want? Give us oh. a All right. Um, first name I got here, Justin Lockhart Wide receiver out of San Jose State Two years of eligibility taken over for Elijah Cook's I didn't know he was on the list he was, he was on the list, on the I, list. I, I, yeah. I had it listed Damn it, okay. I missed it So yeah, Justin Lockhart was there um, John Lee Eldridge, running back out of Air Force One year rental kind of guy um, Devin Voison, Wide receiver out of South Alabama He was on the list uh, Chase Roberts, BYU I can see why you guys were totally sold on him I, I like him a lot Terrell Vaughn, wide receiver at Utah State. Cedric, uh, Cedric Alexander, running back at a Vanderbilt. That's one of my boys, so I don't blame y'all for not taking him. Austin Novasad, quarterback at Oregon. Uh, and then, yeah, those are kind of the main guys that were on my list. That Who's taking. your favorite? Who's my favorite? Of those. Oh, Justin Lockhart. Pretty easily. Okay. Like He, he, he would have been my next pick had we gone another bit. Yeah, I would have took him had I seen him actually on the list. That was my bad.
1: I yeah, I probably I I probably would have taken him over Shady Clayton.
0: Yeah, it, it was between Jerry McRae and Justin Lockhart for um those two. And honestly, like given the fact that like Andrew's right, there isn't it's McRae. I think, is super talented and I think could be a lot of fun at Texas Tech, but Lockhart for lack of better terms, has it kind of locked in in terms of like he will be one of the outside starting wide receivers for San Jose State. Most of the competition is left in, like Braddock, Hamilton, Ross, all those guys transferred out pretty much. Um, and it seems like a very nice candidate for an easy thousand yards. I probably should have taken him over McRae, So,
1: yeah, I would say my concern with Eldridge, while that could be fun, if he does go ahead and take that, um, take that, that fullback or whatever, whatever they call it there at Air Force, it gets, you know, the, the 400 carries a year or whatever position, but I don't know that it's guaranteed that he, that he gets it. And if he does, I, I, I still don't know how good he is mainly because I didn't watch a lot of Air Force because I think that random of football is just painful and makes my eyes bleed. Yeah. But I do think that um, for me, the first three rounds would be a little, little risk for me to take that chance, but I I, I don't hate it if somebody did.
0: Well again, Nate, you talked about like you said you like you like to grab guys that are gonna help you win now and everything like that. Yeah. Is, does that yeah. still apply to kind of one year rentals like this? Or are you still kind of waiting till later to try to grab those guys?
1: No, it does. It definitely applies just in his case specifically. Um, I I would wanna be more confident that I'm I'm getting what I'm what I think I'm getting, if okay, you know gotcha. what I mean. 100%. I I just I am not hundred percent confident that that I think there's, there is a chance of fool's gold there. Okay. Uh,
0: and then again, the other guys I mentioned, Devin voice and Terrell Vaughn, anybody have any strong opinions on them?
3: I like voicing. I hey, think Voisin. that he's most likely to uh, be the outside WR one in not that, that offense. Right. which um, is so I think Florence, and, Florence and ceiling are there. We've already kind of seen it uh, as well from a production standpoint last year. So at all of them, I think, even though I've got, I... Oh, lost for I think it would be between the two of them uh, for, for me. Uh, who was who I was the second one you said? Terrell Vaughn.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Terrell Vaughn's good one. Cause he, yeah. I, I, I don't know what his eligibility is, but he, one he year. could be fun this year.
0: Yeah. He has one year of eligibility remaining. I, again, I, I, I tried, Nate. I really tried to, to get these guys' eligibility right before this show. <laughs> Jaden
1: ah. Jaden Rashada was one that was still left on my um and and I'll be honest with you guys I Malik Murphy what if what, what if <laughs> yeah I what what if, what if I mean we know we know there's definitely going to be a new quarterback at Texas next year um I think that's pretty much 100% true uh but it seems like he's definitely the QB2 there right now what if Sark gives a couple of middle fingers to the donors and says, I'm going with my guy that I think wins me uh, the best chance to compete in the sec year one. So I I don't know.
0: That's why I am so hesitant to take arch. It's like he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He didn't become the clear QB two by the end of spring.
1: I think the beauty for both of them is there's still going to be a starter somewhere next year. One of them will be the starter for Texas. The other one will be the starter at Ole Miss or, washington or whatever i, I think that there's right. i think that there's options for both of them even if they don't win neither one of them sit in the bench
0: next year arch manning so there, there's there's no hope quarterback of, for alabama
3: there's no hope it of having Murphy following the trend of jrp and hornsby and going from like two to down to a g5 and fulfilling that prophecy you're out like
0: he's too no good.
1: that's not going to happen
0: um, yeah, Florida correct. was trying to poach Murphy apparently, so I bet you he'll find a power five. Yeah, he had jobs. too many.
1: It sounds like he had way too many suitors this um, this transfer portal season to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go to San Marcos, Texas, and <laughs> and yeah. car- carve it up with GJ Kinney in year one and his total re- <laughs> turnaround for the joke of a program that Spavital left it in. Yeah, that's what I want to
0: do. <laughs> All right, any of these other guys? Again, you guys. We pretty much covered most of the guys. I had some honorable mentions at the very bottom, but we don't really need to talk about all those guys. Um, Yeah, I think that pretty much will wrap up the show and everything. Guys, that was awesome. Everybody out there, I will post the full results of this draft on Twitter pretty much after this episode comes out on Monday. Gentlemen, really appreciate all of you guys coming out here. Again, I know it's late. I know it's kind of in the middle of the week when we're recording this and everything, but it was an awesome show. Great way to end CFF Dynasty Month and everything. I know some of us have... Some of us have supplemental drafts as early as next week. Brandon and Andrew, we got our blue buds next week, so that that should be a ton Excited. of fun. So, re- yeah, pretty much. Again, it's late. I'm, I'm the, the tea's wearing off. I'm, I'm, I'm I had some tea before the show. The, tea's, the tea is starting to wear off. Really appreciate all of you guys listening. It has been an awesome show. Look forward to all the content we got. Bring it up for you guys here in the future. Really appreciate you guys and hope you have a wonderful and blessed day. Actually, no. Don't do that, Jared. You're a terrible host. You have not given your, any of your guests an opportunity to talk about what kind of stuff they've been doing. So real quick, everybody, Brandon, one minute or less, what are you working on and what can people expect from you and the Future Freshman Podcast?
2: Yes. Yeah, so if you haven't left yet, go check out the Future Freshman Podcast. Taking a week off, work got in the way, but we'll be back. We're always here. Every Friday at noon is when everything drops, so go check us out there. And then anything else that's written will be at the uh, C2C website,
0: so check all that out. All right, Andrew, what are, what are you guys working on over there with the BTR?
3: Normally, it's just we uh, we get on and talk talk for like an hour, and that's that. But actually, put on my project manager hat and pl- planning out this summer to do uh, conference preview episodes. Went I went ten for ten, actually asking the people that I want to come on and getting one guest for each conference. No one said no, which is awesome. I think that uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, make it work with our, our different personalities that we're getting on from a scheduling perspective, but actually um, as opposed to just the old ad hoc uh, get on and me and Chris complain about our most recent best ball draft. Anyone uh, of our listeners that is playing on tuning in, will have something to look forward to.
0: Again, BTR pod is a fantastic vibe over there. Like I, I say this every time we talk about it, it is literally just like tuning in and listening to your buddies. Just shoot the crap and talk about college football. It is a great, great atmosphere, great environment. You guys should definitely go check it out. If you haven't already, Nate, what are you working on this summer, man?
1: Mostly just listening to uh, all your guys podcasts, uh, <laughs> listening to future freshmen, finding out what the uh, big fish, uh small pond guys are going to be out there and, and, and burning the red shirt and obviously chasing the natty. So you guys all, all do a fantastic job with that. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I'm, I'm I'm really compared to everybody else in our group uh, at uh, at the CFF side of things. I'm really behind with my teams that I've signed up for for the uh, CFF guys. Are there any so left? I, probably, I feel like I probably I feel like
0: Boxley took all of
1: them. For, yeah man <laughs> uh, just the teams I'm very familiar with in the in the big 12th so uh yeah that'll that'll be what I'm what I'm pretty much working on I'm sure that uh there'll be some more articles coming out in case you guys missed it I I recently released the uh stock up stock down reports uh post spring so um you guys can go to uh, uh and and check that out
0: yeah speaking of that cff guy we're hard at work getting that done we're pretty much almost done with the team profiles i think we got a few teams left over that i'm going to try to knock out over the next couple of days if there are any left again thank you mox you're you're a (laughs) wonderful human being who knocks out pretty much half the teams great job man um and then we'll get started on the player profiles and we got a lot of other great stuff we're shooting for that fourth of july weekend july 1st is our target release date so be on the lookout for that, only $20, and quite frankly, it is the most in-depth guide out there for college fantasy football that you can get your hands on. Again, you could get that for only 20 bucks. It's an absolute, absolute steal, so be on the lookout for that. Now, I can tell everybody here, have a wonderful and blessed day, and we'll see you guys next week.